from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, with two-man coverage of the red and gold, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Touchdown, Patrick Mahomes! And I could do that six different times because he threw six different touchdown passes on Sunday against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Chiefs. I am Chris Clark. And I have with me today Matt Derrick of Chiefs Digest. Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. After a game like this, how could I not be here? Man, that was a lot of fun, wasn't it? That was pretty crazy. Um, I'm not going to lie. I, I I don't even know how to process this one yet. This, this is a pretty ridiculous game for a, for a guy this young to have a, a game like that so early in his career. This is, this is absolutely crazy. We're in uncharted waters here. Well, and I liked what Alex Smith was able to do when he was in Kansas City, but I think we can both agree that if Alex Smith is a QB, that Patrick or that uh, the Chiefs probably don't win this game. You could make that argument. Uh, Probably, maybe, maybe that, maybe that is the case. I mean, and you know, it's they're different quarterbacks. You're going to do different things. The game's going to play out different ways. But, you know, I will say this, I mean, this is, and this is, this plays into it is that Alex Smith never had to go out there and do this, that, you know, the defense occasionally showed up when Alex Smith was at quarterback. So we didn't have a whole lot of times when he had to go out there and score 42 points to win a game. Well, and they needed all 42 of them because uh, that was a little scary at the end. Uh, You know, you look at the ending stats, uh, Patrick Mahomes had more touchdown passes than he had incompletions. Yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. And he still went for 330, almost 330 yards, which means he had over 10 yards per attempt. Yeah, absolutely nuts. Uh, he didn't he did not get the perfect rating though. Just just uh one too many incompletions there. But uh, I still don't, I, don't I still don't, still don't know how quite how the math works out on that one, but Well, and you have 54.8 quarterback rating. I think you'll still take it. Yeah, I think so. Uh, you look at what the final stats are, and you've got three guys that are that are over 90 yards receiving. Travis Kelsey, seven catches for 109 with two TDs. Sammy Watkins, six for 100. And a, and a big 31-yard run early in the game as well. Uh, and Tyree Kill, only five catches for 90 yards. It seems like a down game for him. Yeah, when you're talking about your 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 number one receiver, you know, having a 90 yard one touchdown game, and it's being a down game. Uh, your number your number two receiver has 131 all purpose yards. Yeah, you're. These are video game numbers. I mean, this this really is. I mean, it remains to be seen if this is a D, an op- offense that can do it for a full 16 games. I mean, let's go back and remember first five games of last year. This team put up some video game numbers. Um, and they couldn't sustain it. So we got to see what happens. You know, if the, if, if the league starts catching up and figuring out what Andy Reid is doing with Patrick Mahomes. Um, but man, you know, th- this, this performance today is, is it's in a class by itself. It really is. Yeah, no. And there's a lot of, there's going to be a lot of things that you we're going to have to question coming down the road. Uh, you know, in three weeks, they get a great test against Jacksonville. Uh, that'll be a fantastic game. Um, but right now, this team is just humming along, and Patrick Mahomes has, what, 10 TDs in the first two games. So he has now an NFL record at 22 years old. And he hit, I think it's seven different receivers for a touchdown at this point. 
That's that's also pretty ridiculous. Um, you know, even for most teams that have seven guys that they can they can go to for for for, for uh, touchdowns and everything like that. Um, but the spread, especially the way it did today, I mean, that was what five different guys had touchdown passes today. Uh, that's pretty ridiculous. Well, yeah, and and you look at you know you think Tyree Kill is not going to get a touchdown, and he gets one late, and you know Sammy Watkins is the only guy that's played any kind of significant snaps that hasn't got a touchdown from Holmes yet. I'm guessing that's going to change next week. Uh, Watkins, I think, looked really good after people have been really down on him in the preseason because he's he struggled, but I think he had a good game and I think he came up in big t- in big moments. He had a third down catch where, yeah, it was only a two or three yard catch, but if he doesn't make that play, uh, Kansas City's punting and giving the Pittsburgh the ball back a lot earlier in the fourth. Yeah, you know, I mean, really, I think you could make the argument that that Watkins had the best all around game of anybody. I mean, with 131 all purpose yards, even though he didn't get into the end zone, um, several of those plays were big plays. Uh, the, the the run was a big play. You're right; he had a couple of you know nice you know catches for first downs. Um, it was all just just it was an all around solid performance from Watkins. And you're right; I mean, that was the one thing that was missing was to see how he was going to fit into this offense and if there was going to be a niche for him since we hadn't seen a whole lot from the preseason, but we saw it in training camp. We've seen it in practice. So we know it's there. Um, so now we finally just got to see it in a game and, and, you know, and this was a situation, I'm not sure exactly what the Steelers game plan was. I mean, I felt like their game plan early was to try and take Kelsey out. Um, they certainly gave some attention to, to Hill early, which I think did allow for Watkins to kind of do some of the things that he did, but into the game, all three of those guys beat you. So I don't, I mean, and they're, they're banged up, they're injured. I mean, not having Joe Hayden and having some of the other guys they've got injury wise, this isn't the typical Steelers defense. I mean, they're, they're banged up. Let's, let's, let's calculate that in. But at the same time, you know, I, I, I'm sure the Steelers came in here, the game I plan to, to take one of these guys away and, and they ended up not taking any of them away. Well, and one of the things I liked early in the game and it was, I can't remember if it was before the third touchdown Mahomes threw or before the fourth, but they got down into the red zone and Travis Kelsey was going across the middle and Mahomes had to throw the ball a little high and just barely missed him. And Kelsey got up and was happy. Uh, he looked at Mahomes and said, Not, and, you know, he could, you could see he was motioning Mahomes. I like the idea. And to me, that's huge because Kelsey was not a big part of last week's game. And yes, he became a bigger part of this week's game, but he also understands that there are so many mouths to feed in this offense, and he knows Patrick's going to give him the opportunity to make plays, and he did that today. Yeah, I mean, he had 10 targets, so, you know, he was, he was definitely feeding him today. Uh, but it was still, you know, spread out pretty well. I mean, Watkins had seven uh, targets, six catches. Hills, six targets, five catches. So, you know, they, they did a pretty good job of spreading the ball around there and not just going to any one particular area. And and that's the thing you can do with this offense. When you got three guys who can be, you know, number one targets on any given day, that's a challenge for a defense to, to defend. And, and the Steelers, I don't think today ever really got a sense about how to figure out how to defend those guys. Well, and then you have a guy like Chris Conley who catches your first touchdown pass today. Uh, and that route was a beautiful route. And having him as your third wide receiver on the field is ridiculous, in my opinion. Uh, and you show, and he showed today what he's able to do. Uh, brutal, brutal mistake late in the game. Uh, maybe he should have tried to go down and, or tried going down as opposed to fighting for extra yards. But in the end, uh, it ended up Kansas City was able to escape with the win. So that's what's important. 
Yeah, I mean, there was there was a lot of plays in this game that really could have gone either way, um, that really could have changed the, the tenor of this game either way. Um, there's a couple of plays that could have turned this into a Chiefs route. Um, there's a couple of plays that... The, the Chris Jones uh, callback TD. Yeah, that, 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 that one was definitely one of them. Uh, you know, Roethlisberger's touchdown on whether he did or did not cross the line of scrimmage was another... Um, Good grief! I mean, first uh, the Anthony Thomas that ball popping up and him catching the ball back and and keeping it. Right. That to me, I, I saw that and I was like, this this the thing that tells me the Chiefs might be getting their luck go their way today because normally in a Steelers game, that ball doesn't land back in Anthony Thomas's hands. That lands in the hands of a Steeler and they go the other way. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was it was amazing just uh, just the way this team played. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. You know, ever since we started this podcast, people have been asking us for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, we don't know who's going to win, but if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why we always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust us, guys. They are your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, they have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. We would only recommend a service to our listeners that's been good to us. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, over/unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. My bookie is slammed with new betters and wants to give everyone the best service possible. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they'll give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code Locked On25 to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON25 when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. If you're willing to hold out until after 7 p.m., you can get an extra 25 free play by using promo code LOCKEDON25. It's up to you guys, but we'd wait until after dinner and take the extra money. You play, you win, you get paid. Fantasy football is underway, and we have two fantasy football shows to help you. Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7 gives you all the latest news, waiver wire suggestions, and injury news. Locked On Fantasy Football is now Locked On Fantasy Football experts with amazing guests every Monday, Tom Kessenich, Tuesday's Eric Edholm, Wednesday's Jeff Ratcliffe, and Tyler Lochner. All right, so there's so much to talk about on the offensive side of the ball. But I think we need to talk about the defense. (laughs) As much as it's not going to be fun. I think we do need to talk about it. Well, do you want to go glass half full or glass half empty? Glass half full, I guess. Uh, trying to spin it as positive as possible, but it was atrocious. Glass half full. We'll go with this. Ben Roethlisberger threw the ball 60 freaking times. And Great point. And if, hey, if he'd averaged the same amount of yards per attempt that Patrick Mahomes did, he would have thrown for 600 yards. Um. Antonio Brown, 17 targets, nine catches. That's not normally going to happen. I mean, normally you target Antonio Brown 17 times. He's going to have 13 catches for 250 yards. I mean, that's right. That's ridiculous. Um, you know, I, and, and some of that I think was definitely, you know, cover, I mean, I, the Chiefs did, I, you have to give it to him. They gave up 67 yards on 17 targets to Antonio Brown. Um, you've got to give him some credit for that. I mean, that's not just pure luck. But then at the same time, I, f- I feel like a lot of those those throws, you know, Roethlisberger 
for for going 39 of 60, I didn't think that Roethlisberger was very sharp early on. And he had some moments where, you know, the ball seemed like it was sailing on him. Uh, he had a lot of overthrows. So, I, I you know, he's not 100%. So, you know, I don't know what that this day might have turned out to be if he had been 100%. But, hey, there's a couple of things that you could look at and say, at least say, hey, you know, this wasn't a complete and total unmitigated disaster. That said, well, I'm not giving anybody in the secondary a high grade on this one. <laughs> well, and the Chiefs are still missing their best defender. Um, you know, Eric Berry hasn't played at all this season. Uh, and I think you reported before the game that it's possible he could be back in the next couple of weeks. Uh, so maybe that Denver Monday night game, October 1st, is something to look at. Yeah, it sounds like uh, Andy Reid told uh, CBS during the production meeting that, you know, they're hoping maybe get him out there in the next couple of weeks. And that certainly fits with what, you know, we've been seeing from this team and the way they've been handling him. Uh, if they thought that Eric Berry wasn't going to be available for the first half of the season, you know, there's really not any reason why not to put him on IR and, and just let him rest and bring him back into the second half. Um, all of the indications are he's, that he has been this literally day-to-day mode. Uh, and they feel like he could be ready, uh, you know, any week to week situation. It's just going to be when he feels like he's ready to go and and they're not going to push it. Well, and they shouldn't. Like I said, he's one of the defense. He's probably the defense's best player and he completely changes the tone of this defense and the ability of this defense, in my opinion. Uh, and I'm not trying to take anything away from Eric Murray because I thought he played well at times today. Uh, but, you know, if Eric Berry's the guy you know, trying to go after Big Ben, uh, Big Ben may not be getting up off the turf as opposed to just getting a, a stiff arm to Eric Murray. Yeah, you know, I mean, even at this point in, in their careers, I mean, you know, Murray and Barry are different types of players. They can do different things. So, you know, I think that some of the things even in coverage that that Murray does and did pretty well today, I, I'm not sure that, you know, Barry can always do that. But you're right. I mean, some of those things that, you know, maybe in the past game as far as just whether it's blitzing or, you know, whether playing in the box and everything. Yeah, that's still stuff that, that Eric Barry can do and, and do better than anybody. But and also, he's, it's just a leadership thing. When he's out there, you've got a, a group of guys who have played together for a while. In the secondary, he he's the leader. He's the one that brings that group together. So when he's out there, he's he's basically the coach in the field. He runs the thing. So that's what you're missing now, when he's not there. Now, the one thing I have to ask the question of is, is it a matter of the Chiefs getting up quickly? Or is it a matter of they have figured out a way to stop the run, at least what from what it looks like, because the running backs really weren't very productive today as, as long as it we're talking about running the ball. No, they weren't. I mean, you know, and Kareem Hunt did get some you know, tough yards there at the end. And I, I thought that the offensive line played a little bit better on that final drive when they were just needing to hammer out some yards, pick up a first down and ice that game away. I thought they looked a little bit better, but I, I thought throughout the in most of the game, and I think we can say this for a couple of games now, um, I don't think that Hunt's looked particularly sharp and I don't think the offensive line run blocking has looked particularly sharp. And, and that I think you can extend even further. I mean, I think that goes back to the preseason and everything. Um, how much of that, you know, is early in the year? I mean, these have been some really tough games. The the weather and and last week in, in Los Angeles was brutal. It was another warm day today. Um, you know, these early September games, they can be tough on offensive linemen. So, you know, I mean, that, that can certainly be a factor. But I think you got to have flag it for a little bit of concern that, that there haven't been a lot of holes for Kareem Hunt and, and we haven't seen him break off, you know, any of these big runs that you know he's capable of. But you make a point that he was able to uh, 
well, and maybe you didn't make this specifically, but I, you were going that direction. He was able to get first downs on that last drive when everybody knew he was running the ball. Yeah, and that's what so, and that's what you got to do. I mean, that's the toughest thing you can do is pick up first downs when everybody knows that you're going to get the ball. So right. those were those that was impressive. I mean, they went out there on the, that last drive in particular, and the entire offensive group. I mean, they they really hammered away. Now they could have done a better job. Could have gotten you know uh, the, the they they did they did kind of go into a turtle mode a little bit. Um, after they picked up the first first down, so they they, they got very conservative. So I, I, I you, you give them the credit for that. I mean, you're not going to be able to run the ball when you're just going dive up the middle and everything. But you know, yeah, I mean, I, they 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 manned up for you know, at least two or three plays there and got the tough yards that they needed. Well, Patrick Mahomes fumbling the ball on the snap. You're just sitting there having shades of uh, Philip yeah. Rivers, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and that, but, then that can yeah. happen. You got a, you got a young guy, hot day, you know, slippery hands, not used to you know being under center that much. Things like that can happen. Yep. All right, let's take another quick break, and we will come back, and we're going to talk more about the offense uh, because I have a couple of stats that I want to talk to you about about Patrick Mahomes. We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being at Arrowhead to cheer on the Chiefs. With vivid seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Every purchase is backed by 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter the promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event or the Chiefs home opener at Arrowhead next week against the 49ers. The Locked On Network is expanding with college shows. Coming this week, Locked On Wolverines, Locked On Buckeyes, and Locked On Seminoles. Plus, we are already locked on to the Ducks, Nittany Lions, Bears, the Crimson Tide, the Wildcats, Razorbacks, Volunteers, and Cougars. Find your favorite college show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. We are recording this right after the game, and I'm not going to have any advanced metrics, but I will say uh, that if you look at yards per attempt, it's 10.64 for Mahomes, and yards per completion at 14.17. Uh, if he plays like that all season, this team is going to be very, very, very hard to stop. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. No, there's no doubt about it. I mean, and, you know, and for this game plan today, you know, you felt like the Chiefs needed to go out and, and be aggressive against this team. Um, and, and they absolutely were. I mean, they were not afraid. I mean, you know, and Andy Reid is not afraid to put the ball in this kid's hands and and let him just rear at it. And you know but what? I will say, I just have to say real quick, I was really hoping he was going to give him the chance with us two, two minutes to go. I was afraid that going into a turtle mode of running the ball was not going to pan out. I, absolutely. I mean, it, it might not have worked out. I mean, it could have been. Now, now, going ahead and being more aggressive and throwing the ball in that situation, you know, really dicey. Um, but, you know, hey, you know, go back to your earlier point and everything about maybe some of the advanced metrics. Yeah, hey, early in the week so far, but... Uh, Mahomes' average intended air yards was 11.5 today. That's right right now number two in the league um, So for this week. 
So, I mean, they were definitely aggressive and, and that's what you have to do. Now, that's not always going to work out. I mean, there are going to be times this season when this aggression is going to hurt them. It's going to bite them. Uh, they're going to turn the ball over. They're going to have some three and outs. Um, that was the one thing today that they really avoided. Um, really just the one three and out. They had the, then they had the two and out with the safety. Um, but, you know, the reason why they won this game, you look at it, it was, you know, fourth quarter, they, they, they moved the ball and they picked up yards, you know, whereas last week in Los Angeles uh, went very conservative and did nothing but go three and out in the fourth quarter and let the chargers dictate terms. And, and Andy Reid did not do that today. I mean, they were, they were still more aggressive early in the fourth quarter, taking some shots downfield, but they moved the football and they, they controlled it for a bit so that it wasn't just letting, letting Roethlisberger go back and it had the entire fourth quarter to himself. Well, and he, with as many throws as he had to only keep him to the yardage they did. That's pretty spectacular because uh, this secondary is not good uh, from what we've seen. And it's going to be a struggle. I was very impressed just to see Steven Nelson be able to come back in the game after he got helped off the field early in the second, late in the second quarter. Yeah, we should have pretty soon, uh, you know, exactly what that injury was. Um, it looked like it might have just been some cramps and everything for him to be able to come back that quickly. Um, and that's what it was just reported as. There you go. So, um, you know, it, it certainly looked like it was a little bit more serious than that when they took him off the field and everything. But, yeah, I mean, if it's just cramps, that's that that's nothing. I mean, obviously, he came back, he played well in the second half, and there's nothing long-term from that. No, but to see him carried off was a little worrisome for me. Yeah, and, and, and right, as far as coming in with the injuries, it looks like the only other one that they're reporting and talking about, Reggie Ragland came out with a stinger. Um, that one is something, you know, that could linger a little bit. But, you know, uh, interesting to note, I mean, especially with Ragland, is that, you know, they have been going to a lot of, you know, just using Ragland in, in, in rundowns and going with a lot of Terrence Smith in passing situations because we, we did see a fair amount of Smith the last couple of weeks, especially when you knew that, that the other team was going to throw the ball. Yeah, which is surprising. I didn't think we'd see Smith on the field that much. I thought they would go to a guy like Dorian O'Daniel, but it looks like they are relegating him to a special teams role. You know, and we kind of mentioned this, you kind of mentioned this earlier in the in the show, but I do want to go back to special teams real quick because special teams really made a couple of big plays today. Uh, you know, you mentioned DeAnthony Thomas in that return. That was huge, but their punter just could not kick today. And if you think about it, uh their kicker missed a field goal. They would have been within two po- what with the final score is 42, 37. So they would have been within two points at the end of the game. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, if, Hey, if they get that field goal, I mean, yeah, you get into a situation where actually if the, if the Steelers had wanted to be more aggressive and start going for two there in the second half, I mean, you get a couple of two point conversions and you know that field goal earlier. And all of a sudden it's a 42, 42 game. I mean, it's, it's a different ball game. Now, I have to ask the question, and, and I mentioned this on Twitter when it happened. Why do you run the ball inside your own one-yard line? <sighs> to me, it's too predictable. I mean, you have one of the fastest wide receivers in the NFL. If you can't hit him on a slant, fine, but at least get the ball out quick. Don't run the ball, especially when you can't get yards in short-yarded situations. I think the, the I think number one I think is that the NFL is still in the mindset that you the most important thing for you to do in that situation is to get you know eleven plus yards for your punter. 
that you want to be out to at least the three or four yard line. So they're not just buried back there, because if you're on the one yard line and punting, I, I think there's the general perception is that you just have too much of a chance of it being blocked and something really bad happening. So I think that's part of it is that, you know, you're, you're really just in the mindset of, you know, we're not looking for a first down. We're looking for two or three yards just to get enough room to get this ball out of here. Uh, I, I think that I think the obviously the problem there, I, th- I thought it was obviously I don't know why you call such a slow developing run play. Uh, if you're going to run the ball, I think you had to do a quick hit or take advantage of your strength, which is, you know, outside. Um, well, that was a play. It was a very yeah, it was a really slow play. And then you've got a situation where you got Demetrius Harris one on one with TJ Watt. And that's where the whole play really blew up. Uh, you know, Watt, well, Watt beat Harris and then the whole play went went downhill from there. But you also make it obvious that you're going to run the ball when you bring in Anthony Sherman in a fullback role. Now, don't get me wrong. At times, he can be a pass threat. But in that type of situation, you're you're showing them your hand before they even snap the ball. Yeah, I mean, that, that certainly I, looked like it was a 99% of the time, you know, run the football thing. Now, had hey, had they passed from that formation, <laughs> they probably could have gone for a big hit. Um, and exactly. Maybe they, and maybe they will later in the year. Maybe that's, you know, maybe that's and that's always sometimes an idea, too, is you're as a football coach, you're thinking, hey, I can I think I can get this ball out of the end zone. I don't think I'm going to get a safety. I think I'm going to get two or three yards, but let me run the ball here. So later down the road, I can throw the ball and somebody's going to fall for it. Yeah, maybe you have a little bit more faith in Reed than I do, I guess. But it was to just, me, I just I, I, I like I said, I, I have a little bit of problem with with the play call as far as just how slow developing it was, because I think in that situation, you got to get the ball out of the end zone faster. But uh, it was also just poorly executed. Um, the offensive line and, and with Harris, there was absolutely no blocking on that play. No, nope. no, I completely agree. All right. Game ball. Hoosiers going to. And I'll give you a chance to do two this week since Ryan's not here. Oh, I can do two this week. So we can spread it around a little bit. Uh, well, um, I, I'm I'm sorry. I have to go ahead and make the obvious choice and, and give one game ball to Patrick Mahomes. Um, don't think you can go anywhere else. I think you got to give it to Patrick Mahomes. Um, I am going to go. I'm going to go a little bit off board on the second one. Um which is because I think it would be very easy to go ahead and say that Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill, one of those guys deserves it. And they do. Absolutely. They do. But I'll tell you what, I, I think that, you know, by, at the end of this season, we may look back at Anthony Hitchens as being one of the most valuable contribution, you know, valuable ac- acquisitions that Brett Veach made in the off season, because I'm not sure where this team is without Anthony Hitchens right now, uh, especially in the run game. Um, James Conner, eight carries, 17 yards. I mean, part of that is obviously that, you know, the Steelers got behind early and had to throw the ball. But even in the few times when they did run it, there was nothing there. And Hitchens, second second time in two games, he's led this team in tackles. He was a little bit rough, I thought, last week in the first half. But I thought he got much stronger as the game went on. And right now, I mean, he's he's blowing up plays, um, especially in the run Man, game, the screen game. Yeah, I mean, at the line of scrimmage, I mean, he's the best defender that the Chiefs have right now at the line of scrimmage. And so, I mean, I, 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 I think it's a pretty good chance. If you don't have Anthony Hitchens, you lose this game. So I'm giving Anthony Hitchens my second game ball. I'm going to go unconventional uh, on the defensive side of the ball as well. I'm going to say Steven Nelson. Uh, and I'm going to say Steven Nelson because I don't know how many times I saw him matched up with Antonio Brown and I didn't see him getting beat. He may have been juked once or twice on a short pass by Brown on, on a short catch by Brown. But he was with him most of the day, most of the game. I thought he played a very good game, uh, and you know, yes, it was cramps, but 
you know, to watch him get carried off with cramps uh, and to be able to come back in in the second half and play the way he did. I thought he played a great game. Obviously, offensively, you got to give it to Patrick Mahomes. So can't argue there. Although I will say, if you were going to give a special teams ball out, I think you have to give it to DeAnthony Thomas. Uh, his punt return, his first punt return was huge. And I know it got called back because of a penalty, but he saved Antonio Brown from getting a touchdown, I think, on the first uh, free kick. Yeah. And regardless of whether or not it was called back, that's a huge momentum swing, and the team is looking at it completely differently if Brown is in the end zone as opposed to getting hit by that. DeAnthony Thomas has really, on special teams especially, these first two games, really justified what the Chiefs did with keeping him around and bringing him back. Um, he's he's been a very very valuable contributor, and you know there's been a lot of questions about him in the past. The Chiefs have believed in him; they've stuck by him, and he's rewarding that right now. And I think you're right about Stephen Nelson too. I mean, like I said, I mean, you know, Juju Smith Schuster had a big game: 13 catches, 121 yards. James had five catches, 138 yards. Tony Brown, they kept in check, and that's not normally going to happen. So. Um, yeah, I mean, you've got problems in the secondary. I mean, everybody's there. They've got some problems and Nelson's not perfect, but, nope. but what they did, the game that what they did on Brown today, uh, that's, that was, that was a big key to this game. Well, and you look at who they, I don't want to go looking ahead too far, but you look at what they have next week with their home opener in San Francisco, San Francisco doesn't have any kind of weapons like Pittsburgh does. Uh, this secondary should be able to, uh, get a, a week of not rest necessarily, but uh, it's going to be less of an issue, I think, next week. Don't get me wrong, San Francisco could put up points, but I don't think it's going to be anything like what the Chargers or the Steelers can do. Uh, last thing I have to say real quick, how crazy is it that two weeks in a row we have another game that ends in a tie? I missed that. Oh, good grief. Minnesota and Green Bay going to a tie? Yeah. Wow. 29-29, which is – a weird score, even. That is a weird score. Ah, it, you know, with this new the o- new overtime rules, it's going to happen. Uh, you know, you just look back at you know the past and everything like this, and the number of overtime games that you know were decided after the ten minute mark and everything. I, it's going to happen, uh, especially with teams that you know work so hard to try and you know you can control the you, you know you get a good drive going, you can control the ball for seven minutes and and not put it into the end zone. And then you're going to have situations where if a team comes down and kicks a field goal, the other team's going to have to come down. You may have to just kick a field goal to tie a game so you don't lose it. So uh, it's going to happen more frequently. And I'm not, I, I was not a big fan of the rule when they, they, they changed it. And I think we're going to see a lot of ties. I hate ties myself, but I know it's kind of a football thing. I mean, there's a history of ties. So Maybe there's some some old guys and everything like that, old 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 men and women who really love the tie. But for me, nah, let's get rid of it. Hate it. I right. I would play no. I would play sudden death overtime till somebody wins. Period. So I would never have a tie oh, game. Okay. I'd play hey, double you know triple overtime. Yeah, exactly. I'd I'd play all day if we had to to get a winner. Yep. No, and that and no. Could you imagine the fantasy points people would put up with that? Oh, exactly. I would. That would be that would be brutal if you you lost your fantasy game because some game goes into quadruple overtime. Yeah, but it would be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, okay, real quick, we are headed out. Thank you very much, Matt. But I do have to say uh, quickly, Jacksonville up fourteen zero over New England right now. 
um, that could get it be very interesting. Uh, anything else you want to leave us with? Although I will say um, you are one-on-one on the year for picking these games. I'm glad you were wrong though. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I missed it today. So she's proved me wrong. So I'm I'm going to have to really factor that into my, uh, my uh, prognostication going forward. Well, but I will say one thing. It looks like this team is going to be a lot different under this QB. If they can get the defensive side of the ball figured out, they have a chance to be a very special team this year. Well, I don't want to sound like the wet blanket and everything because this was a phenomenal game. And I and I think it tells you that Patrick Mahomes is going to be a special quarterback. And, and the odds are, I think, at this point with what we've seen, that this is definitely a, a maybe once-in-a-generation type quarterback. But there's going to be struggles early. I mean, it's oh, there will be. There's going to be times when he is going to lose the game. There are going to be times when it's just not there and working. So it's okay. Don't worry about that. I mean, it's going to happen. Let it. Let it happen. Don't don't stress out over it. Because in the long I run, I gonna, think this is the guy. I was going to say, I, th- I think he's going to give Chiefs fans a lot more games like this as opposed to the games where he loses it. Uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, you know. Before the season started, we were looking at maybe what's his yardage going to be, what's his TDs going to be. Uh, I think we went for something like just under 4,000 yards and 25 touchdowns. Uh, well, he's at 10 touchdowns right now. Yeah, he may blow some of these so, over-unders. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine having – I mean, right now it's looking like easy money for people that were betting on this before the season started, and he's almost averaging 300 yards – passing in the NFL right now. So he would blow 4,000 yards out of the water as well. Yeah. And I had him in the same ballpark. I had, I had him in the little under 4,000 yards, uh, 25 touchdowns, 16 picks. And right now, I mean, those numbers aren't even in the ballpark. I mean, he's going to blow all those numbers out of the water. Well, and you say 16 picks and I was about there too. And to me, I don't even know that I saw him throw a pass that was really close to getting intercepted. That was really his fault. He had one pass that got tipped at the line that went to Kelsey that maybe was close, but that's not on him uh, near as much as it was a tip ball. So uh, he's looking like a special kid, and that's going to be a lot of fun for Kansas City this year. And if you want to peek, peek, take a peek at next week, Jimmy Garoppolo's 10 of 11 for 119 yards and a touchdown early on the Lions, who have Oof. probably the same kind of secondary the Chiefs have. So, Swiss cheese? I may be my prediction for next week's game might very well now have to go up into the 30s and 40s. I, I, these, <laughs> these 20s are how's that? I'm, I'm it might be 42, 34 next week. Could be. Well, thank you very much, Matt. We appreciate it, and we will be back tomorrow with Seth Kaiser and Matt. Uh, thank you again. Absolutely, always good talking with you, Chris. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Chiefs podcast. While you're out there, give us a rating or review and reach out to us on Twitter at Ryan Tracy NFL and at Chris Clark NFL. We'll talk to you next time.